Hey, dudes. That was a lot. Hey, dudes. <laughs> That's our intro now. Hey, dudes. Hey, dudes. Welcome to Boy Meets Girl Meets Boy Meets World, the Boy Meets World podcast experience. And what an experience it is. I'm Alden. I'm Tanya. I'm the I'm the boy, and he's the girl. And I'm the world. I uh, <laughs> we have we talked in the car on our way here to the studio. <laughs> <laughs> it's our bedroom. Um, this we are right where the magic happens, and by magic I mean lots of podcasts. So many. Um, we discuss in the car that we don't introduce ourselves. We are on episode five, three. 10 we're on num- another episode it's not one or two and it's not three and we've we don't introduce ourselves i don't remember what we did on the first episode that was a year and a half ago it wasn't it was eight months ago also that was i just two. said episode two was eight months ago oh i don't know when episode one was you just said what i just said i'm the boy and i did not mean to that you time. didn't mean to no i did not mean to that time okay well you did it oops oops <laughs> whoops okay so this is Boy Meets Girl Meets Boy Meets World, a Boy Meets World fandom experience as we watch the episodes with you in real time. We're, we got the episode on right now. It's going. What's happening on the screen right now? Uh, Morgan is um, asking Mr. Feeney for a piggyback ride. That's not what it was. All right. So... We're going to try something a little... We're, we're going to watch our podcast huh? grow before your very eyes. Open your eyes and you can see it. We're maturing. Open we're becoming, your noses. You can smell it. What does it smell like? It smells like baseball. <laughs> Welcome to the Boy Meets World Baseball Podcast. That is a very accurate assessment of this there podcast. There is so much baseball in these two episodes. Yes. Well, in no, the first one. No, the first one. The second yeah. one, it's basketball. Yeah. We decided that we need to have some kind of segments. We're, we're, we're workshopping them. Yeah. We're going to try to throw a, a little bit in here. And we're bringing you along for the ride. Yeah. It's, it's going to be kind of bumpy. It's going to be bumpy. It's not going to work at first. We're going to probably break up. and. But don't worry. Uh, we'll get back together in time for the next episode in two years. Yeah. So um, stay tuned for that. We're going to start the episode now. Uh, the, the the first episode we saw, <coughs> Boy Meets World Episode 9, Season 1, Episode 9, which happens to be the ninth episode of the series, what? is uh, called Tanya. Oh, I have to say it. It'd be nice if you had some input. It would be good. Uh, you're just talking so much. It's called Class Pre-Union. Could you hear the P <laughs> on the beginning? Yeah. Pre-Union? Be- because it's not a reunion? Yeah, it's a it's a pre-union because, oh. because they haven't... Because un- they're going to pretend yeah. and prepare themselves and and recite a preamble or two. Preemptively? Preemptively. There you go. You got one out mm-hmm. of them four. Yep. Just one. Uh-huh. Just got it. Um, Yeah, it's called uh, class pre-union. <laughs> it is. Um. For reasons that will become well known very shortly. Uh, what kind of happened in this episode? What's the gist of this episode? Oh, you're kicking it over to me already? Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I should have made more hot chocolate. Maybe. 
All right, so it opens up. Corey is doing a 60 Minutes type thing with his <laughs> fit video camera. I am just reading it. it. Maybe next time I'll write myself a script, but not this time. Bumpy ride. Full of potholes. We're going to get it, though. Just stick with us. Why do you need a script? Um, what do you y- mean, why do we need a script? Yeah, Corey's doing some voyeur, voyeur stuff where he's... Uh, trying to watch everybody with the video camera he's talking about his play as a middle child which is very important a play mm. of a middle child nah, it's really not that interesting it, you shut up yes it is you know what's really hard is being an older child he points out morgan's new clothes mm-hmm. including a gold necklace her mother lent her for a party and mm-hmm. then this is important it plot. Is Im- plot point we need like a little plot distinct. point bullet plot point, point necklace necklace so I just breathed really loudly into my hand while I was cuffing it towards the mic. How'd it smell? It smelled like, like baseball. baseball. <laughs> so cut to school where they are play acting as uh, General Washington and King George. <sighs> Phone was too close to the microphone. That's what that noise was. Thank Sorry. God I I'm really bad on. at this tonight. You're great. You're just so good. I know. I'm... A world-famous podcaster. Yeah, you're like Corey in, in when he went off to the Great War. Remember that? In Boy Meets World season 24? Mm-hmm. I do. Was he, he podcasted in that? He podcasted from the war? Yeah. I remember. So they're play acting in school. Corey doesn't care about any of it. Um, so Mr. Feeney assigns a class their own personal story. They have to imagine what their lives would be like in 20 years. So fast forward. Is that fast forwarding? Yeah, we don't have a budget for sound effects. What? The budget sound effects. <laughs> well, the budget is my mouth. His mouth is the foley. Yes, that's how foley works. Yep. Okay. Mick Foley. So. Mankind. Uh, fast forward a little bit. Cactus and- Jack. And go to a different scene, and Morgan trades her new gold necklace for a plastic necklace with a friend. Yeah. End scene. Yeah, tradesies. Like, as a kid, did you ever do tradesies with anybody? Oh, you went to homeschool. I traded with my sisters. I always came out on the bottom. Okay. It was bad. Yeah, I... You shouldn't have brought up this stuff. More middle child bullshit. Um, It's not bullshit. You were, by the way, the people you were losing out to were not your older sister. They were my younger sisters. I couldn't bully them. We've been over this. <laughs> not on the podcast. Um, so anyway, Morgan does tradesies with her friend. One time in in uh, elementary school, I did tradesies with a kid in my class where I traded Super Street Fighter 2 Turbo for the Super Nintendo for Mega Man Soccer for the Super Nintendo, which is not a good game. One of those games you've heard of because it's a classic, and the other one you've never heard of because only nerds who love Mega Man and soccer would ever want to play it. Ding, I got it. And my dad was pissed. So, because he bought that game. But he didn't call... He didn't call um, Mike's... Michael's parents and say, Michael traded with my son i know he did black black no trades back but we're gonna need to get that back he didn't call it just that was it the game never came back i had Mega Man soccer forever and it's literally the only thing that alden remember remembers Remblers. about <laughs> remembers about his childhood mm-hmm. that's it because he played soccer all of my memories of childhood are guilty <laughs> memories where i feel bad 
this has been therapy. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, every time I remember anything, it's like, oh, remember that time I left my dad's pillow at the hotel and he lost his pillow forever? Like, I remember that. All right. Then what happened in Boy Meets World? <laughs> We're back at school. Older child stuff is hard. Oldest child? No. It's way harder than middle, middle child. Middle child is way harder and continues to be way harder. It really does. Even at your advanced age. Yes, I'm practically in my golden years. And it's miserable as a middle child. Let's stop this therapy session and get back to business, please. I just want Super Street Fighter 2 Turbo. I can't say things. Street Fighter 2 Turbo. I want it back. You'll never get it. Not from Michael. I also want Mega Man Soccer back. That's gone too. Gave that to GameStop. They did a black, black, no trades back. (laughs) (laughs) What does that even mean? I don't know. It was just a thing that rhymed. I've never even heard it before. Yeah, I think the episode, they were just like, I don't know, let's just make it something that rhymes. They could have said quack, quack, no trades back. Holy shit. But they didn't. You're mad because they said black? No, I'm just like, I wonder what that was. Like, there's so many words. Whack, whack. Don't. (laughs) Thank God. Boy Meets World didn't say whack, whack, no trades back. Slack, slack. No trades back. I think maybe. What about black, black, no trades back? Let's go through the alphabet. Yeah, that's kind of what we're doing, isn't it? <laughs> Just going through all the letters and seeing what they sound like together. Meanwhile, anyone who happens to listen has no idea what's going on in the show because we haven't talked about the plot in 20 minutes because yeah. we had a full therapy session about your angsty older child years. Jack, Jack, no trades back. Oh, that's good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's really good. Yeah. Yeah. This is our new segment. <laughs> Shit you don't care about. <laughs> <laughs> There's a song that plays right there. Shit that no one cares about. <laughs> that's my favorite segment. So, Mr. Feeney has um, tried to get the students interested in their future. Can you take over this plot? Because Why? you made me lose it. I don't know where I'm at now. All I can think of is that you traded your games. I'm so sad for you. You're not. I am. I'm so mad with your dad. <laughs> I felt that story. So they had to imagine what their lives were like in their, 20 years. Yeah, what their lives are going to be like in 20 years. That's their the, like the pre-union because they're going to get back together for their high school, 20-year high school reunion and all discuss where they are at in their lives. And they have to come up with personal histories, like what they are, um, who they're married to, how many kids they have, what they're doing with money or not money. Or and Minkus is like, like eh, I'm super nerdy. I'm very smart. I'm very cool. I'm having a really hard time being a person. Wait, we have to pick a wife? Yo, I called dibs up to Pango! Like he turns into like, I got this, babe. Like out of nowhere. And she's like, you know what? Okay, thanks for thinking of me. Mm-hmm. And that's like, she's fine with it. Mm-hmm. And so is Corey, which I forget. Like, Corey he had care. to be fine with it. Yeah, he doesn't care. He's already been kissed. Yeah, he doesn't care. He didn't like the kiss. He didn't want the he kiss. He loved the kiss. He didn't want the he kiss. He loved that kiss. I can't remember what we said about the kiss on the episode with the kiss, because that was 85 years ago. He hasn't talked about it since, though, has he? No, I'm so confused. Yeah, I wonder what's going to happen with He's them. an 11-year-old who got a kiss. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't he be talking about that until his next kiss? Nah, I don't think I did it when I was 11. I did? It wasn't until those hormones kicked in where I was like, whoa, this kiss is really important. You didn't get hormones at 11? No. 
I guess it's, you know, an older child thing. Maybe. Child. Mine hit when I was like 11. Wow, this is fascinating. Yeah, I know. We're learning so many new things about each other. Okay. So they have to come up with all this stuff. Uh, uh, Corey decides he wants to be a center fielder for the Philadelphia Phillies. He doesn't decide that. This is what he's always wanted and what he feels in his heart. Sean decides he's going to be a tire mechanic or a tire salesman because that's what his dad does. Spoiler alert. Wait until next episode. But then, because it would be easier for him because he has all the tools at, at his fingertips there. Classic underachievers, Sean. And then... um. I don't know what's his other name. The other kid and the, their other friend decides he's going to be they Mr. Have Feeny. Another friend, yeah. Sometimes, yeah. And he decides he's going to be Mr. Feeny because that's an easy grade. Because teachers love it when you pretend to be teachers. Let's talk about what Topanga decides to be. I, real quick, before we do that, I just want to point out that one of the main plot points two episodes ago was Corey trying to be a teacher and Mr. Feeny hating it. Yeah, why didn't this kid learn from that? Exactly. You know why? Because he was dropped in the middle of this class mm. randomly just for this episode. <laughs> That's true. He, he he wasn't there for this, and he won't mm. be there for after this either. Mm-hmm. I wonder what they do with him in between class episodes. He just like sits and does actual school. Where, though? He's not in school. Mm. I don't know. Okay. So anyway, Topanga decides she wants to be? Um, the leader of the world, basically. She mm-hmm. has come up with an entire new society where men are basically sex cattle. Yeah. Uh, they're men only good are, for breeding and they live underground. Men stay underground and get bred. Yeah. Woof. And all of the women wear togas. Yeah. Because it's uniform. Because you don't want to judge people on what they wear. And that's a noble assessment to Panga, but now you're turning everything into body shaming. Like... It's going to go from, look at that cute outfit she's got, to, hey, she looks hot. Like, she's she's thin. That's what yeah. it would turn into. Yeah, no, absolutely. 100%. And that's how it is in a uniform anything. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, she looks better in the uniform than that person. Mm-hmm. It never ends. But yeah, it gets worse. Let's, like, Topanga's really fucked up, guys. Yeah, season one Topanga is in a bad place. Like, she wants men to live underground and just be there for sex. Yeah. Which is really funny. Is it? It's so funny. It's funny for then. Like, that was a thing that they, the writers came up with for this little girl to do. And that is hilarious. And as children, did we think it was fucked up? Because I didn't think it was fucked up. You probably did. You were like an 80-year-old man when you were born. I think I thought it was messed up. Yeah. Like, I don't think I did. Um, Yeah, I think I did. But like... That was part of the like, whoa, this chick is crazy. Yeah. That, that you would think because she, she wasn't at all the character that she ends up becoming. I think that's why, I don't know, we'll talk about this more in season two. Stay, stay tuned to season two out next week on your podcasting service. It's not. Okay. So. So Corey presents like his project, which mm-hmm. is just him being a baseball player. And Mr. Feeney's like... Dunks on him. Like, not even. Like, he basically is like, you have no future in this. Yeah. And there's no way that you're going to make it. I saw you play baseball, you little shit. You and, can't hit a ball for a... Uh, like You couldn't hit a beach ball. Oh, it's awful. Mm-hmm. It's so awful. And while there might be some truth to it, it's also like, hey, your dreams just kill him. Like... I think... 
Feeney was trying to explain that he didn't have anything actually planned out. He just was saying, I want to be a baseball player. But he wasn't, like, planning out the future. Well, I I agree. But he didn't, like, him as a teacher did not explain that. He was just like, yeah, go screw yourself. You're not going to be he a baseball player. He started to a little bit and then lost the plot. That's another thing about this episode is this episode really, really seemed to just like jump cut, jump cut, jump cut. They were trying to do so much in this episode. Just bing, bang, boom, get all of it in. It also seemed that way because we watched it in the car on the way home. We didn't watch it in the we car. We listened to it. Yes, thank you. It I was way driving. Less fluid. I was driving. No, it was definitely bing, bang, bang, bing. Like each scene was like 13 seconds long that's true because like literally right after he's like nope you're not gonna be a baseball player we go back to the house where amy is just freaking out because morgan traded this necklace Mm -hmm. like she's calling the mom the mom's like no i'm not giving it back black black no trades back yeah and amy was like what about jack jack no trades back we were both going for the same joke but Mm. i was trying to set it up and Knock it out of the park like a young Corey Matthews. Anyways, so Baseball. the necklaces will not be traded back. Correct. Everybody's angry. And then we go back to Corey. Mm-hmm. And then what happens? Well, Corey tells his parents he's so sad. He has no future. Uh, was it Eric that was in the room with him? And Eric mm-hmm. was just like, eh, don't don't worry about Feeney. You'll be fine. Yeah. Um, and then uh, uh, Alan, Alan comes in and he's like, he said, what to my boy? Where can I find this Feeney that happens to live next door to us? Meanwhile, Corey goes, um, did you ever feel like you would never get to be the manager of a grocery store? Yeah. As if that was just his father's dream his whole life. And his dad's like, uh, no, I just kind of, this happened. Mm-hmm. My real dream was I wanted to be an engineer. Mm-hmm. Dreams don't happen, son. Yeah. That's not what he was saying, but that's how it felt. But I think it definitely, like, for a minute, Corey was just like, okay, cool. So no matter what I dream, like, it's not going to happen. Yeah, but Alan says, no, my real dream was to be a father and a husband. Well, it was really sweet. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. But, I mean, that's kind of how it always ends up working for a lot of people. So it, it makes a lot of sense. I generally feel like it ends up happening like that like in an accidental kind of way at least in my experience like Mm -hmm. yeah i wanted to be a mom but i wanted to do other things first it Mm -hmm. just so happened i became a mom first yeah same thing with you like you i became became a mom yep you became a mom and it was that was it Mm -hmm. um but this seemed more like a well you know i my priorities shifted. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to go to school because all of a sudden, like, I wanted to find a wife. Like, I met your mom and I wanted to marry her. Mm-hmm. And it put that on the back burner. Yeah. So from there, we cut to, I think, Amy in the in the house with Morgan and the, the girl, Stephanie. I think yep. Stephanie and her mom came over. We should have done, like, a quiz segment. Like, hey, Tanya, who's the who's the girl that came over? What's Morgan's friend's name? Stephanie. No, you can't now. I, here's the thing. You don't I, win shit. I don't remember that much about this episode because of listening to it in the car. Like, Look at me just spouting off facts, though. I haven't I even know. looked at the... You learn so much better when you're driving. Cool. You should do Japanese like lessons while you're driving. So I can learn Japanese while I drive? Yeah. Um, so they come back and the mom is like, well, okay, I'm sorry. You know, you understand that I don't 
we're not going to give you the necklace back. And Amy's like, oh, I know. Meanwhile, Morgan's in the kitchen doing some grifting. Um, but uh, in the in the living room, the mom is like, oh, this, my husband is a rich attorney, so I don't have to work. Uh, and Amy's like, that's cool. And then little Stephanie walks into the living room and she's wearing uh, or she's wearing like a T-shirt and shorts. And uh, Morgan walks in wearing her dress, her hat, her necklaces. Uh, she has like a toy or something. And it's because Morgan convinced Stephanie that all of this stuff that she had was cooler. So then... Uh, and by all of this stuff, she means a brownie, mm-hmm. um, a plastic tiara. Mm-hmm. And I think that's it. I think that's it. It's just a brownie and a tiara. Mm-hmm. And then Amy's like, sorry, black, black, no trades back. Oh, and she also got the car. Oh, yeah. She also got the mom's car. She's like, I'm going to need your keys because mm-hmm. I traded the car, too. Talk about a micromorganism. Micromorganisms. That's our new segment micromorganisms we'll polish it don't (laughs) worry we'll be okay yep it's it's a diamond in the rough yes our podcast is the rough (laughs) yes it is um so uh, what's going on now is Corey goes back into school after he's talked to alan wait is this when uh, the baseball player comes? Yeah, baseball player comes now. Yeah, an actual real-life baseball player. Jim Abbott, one of the... He's a Hall of Fame pitcher now. Um, I have no idea who he is. I figured. And I, that's what I was thinking of while we were watching, listening to this, is all of this made sense to me. I can't imagine being a kid who's not into baseball at all because they just drop names left and right that are supposed to be like... Well, yeah, obviously, it's Jim Abbott. Jim Abbott's here, everybody. Most of my friends wouldn't have known who Jim Abbott was. I definitely don't. Like, I couldn't, since we were just listening to it, I couldn't picture him. He sounded mm. like, I don't know. He sounded like a UFC fighter or something. Jim, like, he was very slow. Jim Abbott, I believe, is the guy with only one hand. What? Yeah. Google that. I'm 99% sure it's going to be real dumb if I'm wrong. Uh, It's Jim Abbott. Yeah. Jim? I mean, we understand his name is Jim Abbott. Jim We've Abbott! <laughs> yeah, it's Jim Abbott. So, yeah, he, he doesn't have a hand. He was born with a, a, a physical defect. He didn't, he only had one hand. Mm-hmm. So he would wear his glove on one arm, like where there was no hand, like it would be resting on his wrist. And then he would throw the ball. And as soon as he threw the ball, he had to slide the glove into his hand so that he could be ready to catch the ball. I actually remember seeing that yeah, when I was, was a kid. He was yeah. a big deal. He was also in a whole bunch of like Christian like literature mm-hmm. because he uh, went to church. And they... I think he was in my Bible. <laughs> <laughs> His name was Jesus. Jesus Abbott. <laughs> Jesus Abbott. <laughs> Did you say Jesus? Didn't you mean James? <laughs> James Abbott Christ? <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm sorry if I offended anybody. Um, anyway, Jim Abbott comes by because Alan sent him 63 telegrams. <laughs> telegrams <laughs> with the Pony Express or something. He was like clicking the little button. He's like Morse coding. I was very confused by the telegram mention. <laughs> I was so confused by telegrams. I still don't understand what happened there. It was 1993. <laughs> it was not 1923. <gasps> 
I'm very confused still. Uh, Jim Abbott. He sent the Pony Express to send him a letter 63 times. Jim Abbott, if you're listening, please let us know how you got 63 telegrams in 1993. Thank you, Jim. Or should I say James Christ? Um, so he shows up at the house. He shows up at the house because he got the telegrams. And Corey's like, how did you get him? Like, what made you think? How did you know he was going to show up? And Alan is like, that's why sometimes you got a dream, Corey. Big dreams. Big dreams. And uh, Corey goes into school with that passion and tells Mr. Feeney that Jim Abbott told him that you should finish college first and then go be a major league bla- baseball player. A baseball. Baseball. <laughs> Blurnsball. Futurama podcast. And um, Feeney goes, oh, so you've got it all planned out now, huh? Sounds like Mr. Abbott is a smart man. So all Corey had to have done... Is said he was going to go to college. Let's say, I'm going to finish college first, then I'll be a baseball player. And Feeney would have been like, A plus, Mr. Matthews. And then dropped all the baseballs on his head. Oh, yeah, that happened. He dropped baseballs on his head. Mm-hmm. This, this I mean, been Chalk Talk. <laughs> chalk Talk. That was segment Chalk Talk. Feeney's Chalk Talk. Feeney's Chalk Talk. What, did, what was Feeney's Chalk Talk? What did we learn from Feeney in this episode? Honestly... Nah, it was a bad Feeney episode. It was a bad Feeney episode. Like, mm-hmm. I was very disappointed when he was like, no, nope, you're not going to be a baseball player. And yeah. He, like, that sucks. But also, I do think it's important, like, that the kids understand what they need to do to get to the place that they want to get to. That is important. He didn't explain yeah. it. He didn't explain it even once. Right. He didn't say, like, so how are you going to get to that position? Like, Minkus, you want to be the CEO of the world? Well, how are you going to do that? Topanga. You want you- sex slaves? <laughs> <laughs> what explain the process who's digging the cave for these sex slaves like how are you doing these things the men are they're digging their own cave mm-hmm. i mean i guess them feeling like sex slavery isn't an awful thing might i feel like a lot of men would go yeah sex slave yeah. perfect and then three minutes in they'd go oh wait this kind of sucks yeah but they would have had to already have dug their cave first well, you know what they say, man. Don't dig your own cave. <laughs> <laughs> this has been Chalk Talk. James Christ said that. <laughs> yeah. 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 It was in my Bible. Okay. So, I think that's it for that episode, right? I mean, sort of. There's also the part where Amy and Alan would have sex with each other yeah. and Corey shows up with a camera. Yeah, that was weird. Things got creepy. But, you know what? Alan was involved. Yeah. It's true. So. But it's weird and that stuff happens. They thought they were home alone. They weren't. Corey was there with the camera. So yeah. maybe, maybe make sure you're home alone when you're a parent. This has been Chalk Talk with Alden. Because um, <laughs> I will say, uh, we definitely try to make... I that burp. Did you really? Yep. Ooh, that's gross. <laughs> we definitely... It was all up in my throat, too. Uh, we definitely try not to uh, uh, begin our our sexual journey on the couch ever ever especially when the kids could be home our kids act like we are having sex if we kiss each other goodbye it's true they're just that's good i saw that cave i had to dig (laughs) (laughs) boy meets world episode 10 episode 10 of season one it's a christmas one titled santa's little helper santa's little helper it's a simpsons episode Oh, that is one part of The Simpsons I do like, because I love Santa's Little Helper. Anyways, this was the 10th episode. 
of season one and the tenth episode of the series. This is a bit now. I'm gonna do it for the next. I figured because you've been doing it, so yeah, it's it's a tradition now. Well, you know what else is a tradition? Santa Claus. That's true. And presents and and exaggerating how much you get for Christmas. Is I always that, I've never even heard of that. Yeah, last week I called somebody and I said, Tanya bought me a Lamborghini for Christmas, and they said what? I couldn't hear you over the airplane my wife bought me. <laughs> and I said, the Lamborghini's on top of my spaceship. And, and then... I'm on the moon right now. You're not very good at this. I am. I no am. one can you be on sp- the moon. You took your spaceship to the moon. I can't breathe in space. How can we watch Boy Meets World in space? Hulu? You got me You're there. right beside all of the satellites. That's true. Like get we're close, just hanging out on the satellites. satellites. You don't even have to get. My wa- wife bought me a satellite for Christmas. You don't even have to watch commercials on Hulu in space. <laughs> um. All right. We let's let's get moving. NXT Takeovers on. It's been on for two hours. I know, and I'm avoiding spoilers. So let's go. All right. So it's Christmas time, and Mr. Feeney's reading a Christmas Carol to the uh, class. Obviously, everyone's making jokes, specifically Corey and Sean. Yeah, um, as they do. About how cool it would be to be visited by ghosts and told how terrible your life is. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Corey's like, yeah, um, if you're a butthead, then ghosts come and take you cool places. Mm-hmm. So that that was nice. Um, but also then Corey notices that Sean's kind of not doing great. He's packing things for lunch that he wouldn't normally pack. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's like, why? I don't understand how life works. Mm-hmm. Sometimes people pack lunches and it's a conspiracy theory. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Something changed. There's, this lunch is being packed now and I'm very scared. Fish sticks are your favorite. What is wrong with you? Are you dying? And you've had fish sticks every day for <laughs> seven and a half years. How could you possibly get tired of them now? In the meantime, while while all of these terrible changes are happening in Corey and Sean's life, they're also like puberty. Like, they're not even hitting puberty yet. They're just not eating fish sticks. Mm-hmm. Minkus comes to sit down at the table, and Corey and Sean are like, "Nope." He sits down anyway. Topanga comes over. They're like, "Nope." She sits down anyway, and they all start talking about Christmas. Mm-hmm. Oh, am I supposed to keep going? Because I was yeah, I guess because throwing it over to you. No. Okay, uh, they start talking about Christmas, and Topanga's like, it's the winter solstice, that's what it's all about, and Minkus is like, it's about brotherhood, you guys are my brothers, and I love you, and they're like, nope, um, and that's when they start comparing presents. What and- if Minkus had been like, it's all about brotherhood, and then he turns to the camera and goes, Assassin's Creed Brotherhood, <laughs> 2014. That would have been crazy. This is not your video game podcast. Do I have one? Yes. You have like three. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Go listen and watch Third Wheel nope, Arcade. Mm-mm, nope. And nope. PlayStation Broadcast. Shh, stop. Speaking of, <laughs> I just got a, I just got a notification from the PlayStation Bro. <laughs> Me too. Uh, okay. So, they talk about Christmas. Anyway, uh, Corey goes home. He tells Alan, uh, is he- it? He goes home and he tells Alan, like, he's going through the presents. He's, like, shaking everything. He's like, oh, there's new presents under the tree. What <laughs> quick, a dick Quick move. story about shaking presents. Oh, so, a little peek behind our lives. Um, at Christmas time, I I was joking around with my 
lovely fiance, Tanya. That's me. Uh-huh. The the boy. <laughs> <laughs> and I went to the presents and I said, oh, I'm going to shake him and see what I got. And she was like, I'd like to see you try. Like, got all combative and like, like I do. taunting. And I, so I picked up a present <laughs> and I shook it. And I said, that's a shirt. And she went, oh! <laughs> how did you do that without coughing? Lots of practice. God, wow. are you okay? Yeah, I almost died. Ugh. Um, So I said, that's a shirt. And she got all offended and and shocked. And But she didn't tell me to stop. So I picked up the next gift and I shook it. And I was like, that's a hoodie. And she got very angry again. I was almost in tears. And I don't remember what the third he one was. He foiled his own Christmas. It's I didn't know what was on them. I mean, when I was a kid, I would open my presents and then rewrap them. My mom left us at home a lot. I just, I would carefully untape them and then I would carefully tape them back. And no one knew. Anyways, so Corey is like figuring Oof. out what his presents are. What? Nothing. What? We'll talk about therapy. Uh, last My time mom was... left us alone a lot. Anyway. We were fine. Yeah, Corey's talking about presents. He's going through everything. And then he's like, I'm going to tell Sean what I got. And I'm going to make it sound like it's so much more than I actually got. And Alan's like, hey, now's not the time to do that. And he's like, why? Why? That's what we always do. Sean just told me he got five presents last night. And like four of them are basketballs. Mm-hmm. And Alan says, all right, I'm going to have to tell you. You're obviously 11 and mature enough to handle this. Sean's dad got fired from his job. And Corey's like, what? I would just like to say, just because he got laid off does not mean that the kid wouldn't get presents. Plenty of people have savings. Plenty of people have credit cards. Like, okay, I guess in this situation, for the show's sake, it had to be like he got laid off. And maybe Alan was aware, like Sean's dad's not in a good place. Yeah, maybe. And he just didn't divulge that sit- that that information to his eleven year old son. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, uh, Corey says, "Let me give him one of the presents under archery." And Alan says, "That's so sweet. Do that, please." And Corey says, well, "Cool. I'm gonna give him one of Eric's." Uh, and then we all laughed I'm, I'm, and psh- laughed. <laughs> We're never the same again. And um, so Corey goes to give him a present. I feel like something's happened in between here. Oh yeah, Morgan killed Santa Claus. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag Morganism. oh and she's in the bathroom she's at home she's in the bathroom and she will not come out of the bathroom she's traumatized she's singing about how she killed santa yeah because she sat on santa's lap and he asked her what she wanted and then she told him i guess yeah it was some giant dollhouse or something and he grabbed his chest and fell over (laughs) um so uh she thinks she killed Santa. Eric thinks it's the funniest thing he's ever heard of in his life. Uh huh. And Amy also is, thinks it's the funniest also thing. Also thinks it's the funniest thing she's ever heard. So anyway, we're dealing with that in the side. That's the B the B side story. Yeah, the best. B stands for best. best the side. best side story. The best side story. <laughs> it's my favorite book. Best side story. Um. Anyway, go on. <laughs> Corey goes into. Sc- and no, get- no. So Sean comes over oh, and Corey's right. like, I've got a gift for you and hands him like this perfectly wrapped box. I don't know. Amy works and I don't understand how this box was wrapped like this. I but wrap really well. Not like that. Damn, that's cold. You wrap like a like an angry elf. <laughs> Who cares how things are wrapped? They get ripped to pieces. 
So. It's paper that gets ripped. I'm not going to spend an hour wrapping a present when it gets ripped off in two seconds. That's a middle child for you. <laughs> um, that yeah. felt good in my ears. Did you just get <laughs> ASMR? <laughs> yes. I hope yeah. I hope somebody else out there got ASMR too. Because yeah. I didn't. Um, anyway. So he gives Sean the gift and Sean's like, no, like, I don't need this gift. And Corey's like, no, really, open it. I'll open it for you. And opens the gift <laughs> that he's giving to Sean like a fucking jerk. Wow, language. I didn't know we were watching our language. We've cussed, we've said things, right? Yeah, we have. Okay. Um. Yeah, so he opens it for him. And then he's like, Sean, I know why. Like, this is why I'm giving this to you. Because I know your dad got fired. And this was my best gift. Like, mm. and I'm giving it to you. Aren't, don't you love me I'm so much? I'm so nice. Um, and Sean gets pissed off. With good reason. Fair enough, yeah. Um, I still would have taken the basketball. Yeah. I I think you can say, like, hey, that's kind of messed up, but I appreciate the gesture. But they're 11-year-old boys. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I, my first thought when watching this was, he's, there, he's 11. He's not going to externalize these feelings so poetically. But then I remember, like seeing other kids when I was 11 and them acting like that, like very clearly in response to the way that they are, uh, the way that their lives are, you know? Mm-hmm. So anyway, they're pissed off at each other. Minkus comes over to get Sean money from Sean at school. Yeah, I need $5. For Mr. Feeney's Christmas present. For Mr. Feeney's Christmas present. And Sean's like, I will bring it tomorrow. And Minkus is like, you can't. I have to go buy the gift today. Today is the day I have to buy the gift, and you have to give me the money today. And Sean's like, I don't have it, so I guess I'm not going to be giving it to you. And Mika's is like, well, your name's not going to be on the card, and everyone in class is going to know you didn't have $5 to give. This is, like, the most fucked up thing. Mm-hmm. It is so messed up. Mm-hmm. So messed up. Well, but Corey hears all of it. Yes. Minkus doesn't know how to pick up on social cues. That is true. Uh, that is true. So Corey goes over and tells Minkus that he actually owed Sean $5. So here's Sean's $5. Please make sure Sean's name goes on the list. And and Minkus says the weirdest thing that didn't matter at all. Shit that no one cares about. Minkus says, fine, but his name's going on last. Like, okay. What? Who cares? I do think that that is a thing a kid would say. Maybe Minkus would. I think a kid would say that. Like, Stuart, like there are there are things that kids do, like that would they feel combative when they don't need to all the time. Mm-hmm. I think that a kid would say that. Like, well, mm. fine, you gave me the five dollars, but just so you know, his name's going on last. Like, I'm not going to do you any favors. Yeah. Meanwhile, Morgan's still freaking out. Cut Super to Morgan. She's out. still freaking out. All right, so let's. But cut. Eric has bribed her out of the bathroom with his own shirt his sunglasses, all of these things that she likes of his, he has given to her to get her out of the bathroom. Is she out now at this point? She is out. She is wearing his plaid shirt, his glasses, and like a whole bunch of other teenage boy clothes. And she thinks she's really cool, but she still thinks she killed Santa. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's talking to her parents. And she's like, and that elf t- said I was a demon child. Mm-hmm. And then the doorbell rings. She, uh, four-year-old girl, Morgan, walks to the door and opens it while her parents just sit on the couch uh no thank you and the elf is there and she runs away screaming um the elf comes by to give amy her money back because morgan killed santa and didn't get her picture taken and santa's not actually dead and alan says well i heard you called my daughter a 
demon child. Yeah, and this elf should not have been around children whatsoever. That is true. And uh, the elf says, uh, yeah, well, she sat on Santa's lap, and then he had a heart attack. So you tell me what I should have called her. And then he walks out. That's the last we see of the elf. Yeah, Alan gets pissed. Yeah, Alan does a lot of, like, defending of his children. Yeah. A lot. Mm Mm-hmm. Even when they don't need to be defended. That is true. I guess it's better to defend them too much than not defend them at all. Maybe. I don't know. Let's find out what Feeney's Chalk Talk has to say about that. Well, we will. Um, Where were we? Where? What is happening now? <laughs> like, you talked about the other one having so many cutscenes. I don't know where we are right this second. Uh, So, now we go back to school. Oh, Feeney yeah. gets the present. Mr. Feeney, Professor Dr. Feeney, gets the present. And... um. He looks on the card and, for whatever reason, actually says, oh, well, Mr. Hunter. Well, because um, Minkus made it clear that his name was going on first because he gave the first $5. And that Mr. Hunter's name was going last because he gave the last $5. So he goes, everyone's name is on here from Mr. Minkus to Mr. Hunter. Mm. Ah, I see. Now it makes sense that Minkus said that. They were yeah. setting up the later. Yeah. The latter. Yeah the ladder for the roofer anyway that was going nowhere yeah uh so sean and Corey talk Corey tells him yeah dude i paid your money i'm sorry uh sean says i'm sorry i reacted the way i did Corey still gives him or goes ahead and gives him the basketball right Mm -hmm. yeah yeah but um sean gives Corey a basketball net which was what Corey was going to use the five dollars that he gave minkus like, that's what he was going to buy, was the net for his basketball hoop. Right. And it's an old nylon net that Sean found in their garage. Yeah. And Corey loves it and mm-hmm. is really happy with it. And in turn, they learn something about the Christmas spirit. They play basketball together. Then they go in with the basketball into the house. And Amy's not happy about it. Fair enough. I agree. Yeah, me too. But I- then they leave the door open. And Amy's not happy about that either. And then... A little Christmas magic happens. The cookies? Not the cookies. The, the there's presents? Some, there's somebody at the back door. <gasps> Who is it? It's... Why, it's Santa. It's Santa Claus at the back door. Are you a leprechaun? I don't know. I don't know what happened. It's kind of a leprechaun. Kind of Winnie the Pooh. Oh, bother. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> that was bad. Thanks. That was bad in my ear holes. <laughs> Um, well, that's why you're the audio engineer. Yep. Uh, uh, Santa's at the back door to save the day and tell Morgan that he's okay. Santa's Mr. Feeney. Santa is Mr. Feeney. He does not make a jolly old Saint Nick. No, nah, he's bad at it. He doesn't pick up on social he cues didn't very even, well. He didn't even put his mustache from his beard on. He nah. just let his own mustache throw, throw shoe? Throw shoe. <laughs> that mustache threw a shoe. <laughs> and, uh, he comes in and he's like, Ah, ho, 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 little girl. And she's like, Santa, you're okay. And he's like, yeah, I yes. was just resting. I was resting in the North Pole. What would you like for Christmas, Why do you girl? sound like Hannibal? I do. <laughs> Santa was Hannibal. <laughs> and he ate the whole family. And that's been our podcast. Wow. What a great journey we've been on, guys. Yeah. Thanks for coming along with us. This ends our podcast forever. Forever, because the Matthews don't exist anymore. Yeah. Tune in next time for our Hannibal podcast. <gasps> what a good way to segue into a new podcast. I know, that would right? Be. Maybe we need to do that now.
We're done with Boy Meets World. But he didn't actually eat the Matthews. I'm unbuying all those seasons. Cool. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, so... Uh, Feeny's Chalk Talk. What did Feeny teach us this episode? Um, he didn't teach us a lot this episode either. Yeah, why Feeny's... do we why do we make a segment because... for Feeny's Chalk Talk and then do two episodes where Feeny didn't teach us shit? The problem is we didn't come up with enough segments and we didn't really workshop it enough. Segments are hard. They are. We're going to have to work on this really a lot. The next time you hear this podcast, it's going to sound uh-uh. completely different. Nope. No? Why? We might have like two segments. How are we going to think of... Tune in in six months to mm-hmm. hear a really good episode. Yeah. But... Listen to us grow along the way. Listen to Alden hit puberty and go through it along uh-huh. the way. Okay. <laughs> it's going to be great, guys. So how'd you feel about these two episodes? What would you rate these two episodes? This, we're, we got to the part of the episode at the end where we rate how we feel about the episodes. I think that's a good idea. What should we give it? Like, if if we're doing a rating system and we're doing, like, one something to five something, like, not stars, like, basketballs? No. This uh, baseballs? I think baseballs for season one. James Christ? Globes. Because it's Globes? a world, yeah. Oh. We'll workshop this. <laughs> okay, well, so for now, the first episode, I will give two globes. Two globes out of how many? Five. Oh, okay. We're doing, we're doing a five globe <laughs> the scale five globes, globe scale? Yeah. Five globe scale. <laughs> we're great at talking tonight. What was the first episode? It was... um. Uh, what was it called? Pre-union. Pre-union. The, the class pre-union. Uh, I'll give that episode two and a half sex slaves out of five. Mm, sex slaves. That's a good one. Mm-hmm. Um, and then so for the one that we're doing now, what's it called? It is called, oh, obviously Santa's it's called little Santa's Little Helper. That was a Simpsons reference. Mm, right. And I didn't see that damn dog once. I know. So we will give it, I will give this one three and a half dogs out of five um the only reason why it's high on the list is because it's a christmas episode and i love christmas anything yeah i'll give it three barts out of five i don't Mm. think it was i don't get the same way about christmas episodes that you do so three barts out of five it was a decent episode it was okay the the subplot left a little bit to be desired morgan's whole thing was kind of a throwaway i don't think so i do i think they could have done an entire i think the the judging for that is could they have done an entire episode about it yes they absolutely could have and would i have watched it and enjoyed it i would have for sure i was just gonna ask all those questions you you didn't have to (laughs) okay uh anything else you'd like to add before we head on out of here and uh, enjoy uh, NXT TakeOver, Brooke uh, Phoenix. Brooke Just Phoenix? Brooke Who's Phoenix. That? Don't worry about it. And while you're doing that, I'm going to enjoy some of my new cozy mysteries that I bought today. She loves cozy mysteries. I love cozy mysteries. That would make a good podcast. Yeah, if I had somebody who would read them and talk about them with me. You need to make more friends. I do. Hey, people, be my friend. <laughs> read, read books with me. Read books with me and drink tea. And talk about funny murders. Okay. Let's wrap her up. Like a gift? Nope. Like a sex slave. (laughs) All right. We're digging this cave. So what do you got to say to the people before we head out? Uh, You can find me on Twitter at CinderHontaBell. CinderHontaBell. Cinder. Like Cinderella. Like Pocahontas. Bell. Like Bell. (laughs) (laughs) Uh-huh. And you can find me on Third Wheel Arcade every Friday night. 
on YouTube. Unless they don't do it, well, and then like, you can't find them there. And the PlayStation broadcast on YouTube sometimes. Every week, every or, month, every week or two. And at A.Bear on Just If you subscribe to those podcasts, just like hit the subscribe and then get notified so that it'll just pop up in the middle of the podcast that you're recording every time they start an episode. Yeah. Like the PlayStation Bra did? Mm-hmm. Anyway. Um, let's go. Go get them. Go get them, Phils. Let's go, James Abbott. Christ. <laughs> okay, bye. Bye. Bye.